0: This sermon was recorded online during our season of shelter in place in Mountain View, California. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to our online service for today. Uh, I've been asked to share a word, um, and uh, that is what I will do. So um, this last week, I was um, hanging out with some some family, and we were just kind of reflecting on the, the tension, um, which is active in our culture that highlights and praises, actually, sort of that individualistic worldview. Um, but it also is in tension with that necessary and needed element of community in our lives. And then on the flip side, we were also reflecting on the strong cultural juxtaposition of that pretty much sole communal identity that we would see so often uh, expressed in scripture. And it was really an apt subject, For this season of life, because um, I've actually been thinking a lot about the church, the global church, capital C, and why we need, as followers of Christ, a community life together in Christ. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it because we're right on the verge of, of reconnecting in a more concrete and more physical rhythm. And also because... Uh, There has lately in certain spheres of the church been a lot of angst and tension and confusion around the global church and and what it means to be a community together and and how best to do that. And I think that the, the ultimate answer to the many questions arising in this season of church life is is not summed up in a few lines. I think that the nuances of culture and the nuances of our personal identities and organizational history and legacies, they really make for a very uh, complicated, if not sort of Byzantine, labyrinth uh, to navigate for us as individuals and also as a community. And I think I would I would be foolish to sort of throw a blanket answer for each community and quadrant or tradition of the church as a whole. However, within my limited scope uh, of ministry here in the Bay Area um, as um, being a pastor on staff at Highway Community and then also being part of the Holy Trinity community and team. um, I've had a few thoughts come up kind of in reflection that I hope will be an encouragement for us in in this particular context, the context that we're in as as a community, and as a group of people. We can, uh, I'm pretty sure, agree that our very core, we do truly need connection and community. Um, It's I think we can all agree that personal isolation is, is not good for the soul, uh, the mind or the body. Um, I think of just the, the, the fact that you know newborn babies will, will quite literally die if they do not receive enough touch and love and reflection in, in the very early stages and much in the same way as our elders experience old age, and um you know, time and time again studies and, and history just plays out that, um, that that really diminishes the quality of life and, and also the length of life to be alone and to be isolated. So there's actually something about God's created order for us that really hurries us and gathers us together in groups, whether it's a family or a village or a city or you know, now in our day and age, we've got sprawling uh, metropoli and metropolis, you know, even here in the Bay Area. Um, So we are at some level, whether we want to be or not, involved in some element of community, whether it's by blood or by our own sort of decisions or will or just where we live. And I think that on a grander scale, that's really because we flourish when we are in community and when we are seen and, and when we're known and when we're understood. And we also flourish in doing that for one another, too. And I believe that the church in its ideal form is that place where we're able to do that in the sight of Christ, who is the head of the church. And so to have the safety and the compassion that is present in the body of Christ is is never really to be understated. I think that's a huge um, part of what it means to follow Jesus. Um, It is in our very nature um it is it is just a remedy to the falsehood that our culture peddles to us kind of constantly about our own power and ability and self-sufficiency which ultimately um, you know I have just seen in my own ex- and, and experienced in my own ways just that that never really leads anywhere very good um, when we tend to lean on ourselves for all the, all that we need uh, we often don't really have all that we need only Christ can give us that so, uh, the church is important in, in whatever form or tradition or model it takes because it, it actually challenges our unhealthy wills and passions, but uh, it also is that support and the refuge that we often need as a result of the isolation that, that happens to us or sometimes that we bring on ourselves in, in different ways. Um, we are human beings, and sort of su- to suggest that we can thrive outside of the human paradigm I think would be actually a really grave mistake. I think that we need that part of creation. Of community in our own lives to, to really flourish. It's also uh, in our humanity together as the church that we are often tempered by Christ's love because of our spiritual gifting. We can bless one another. We can lift one another up. We can um, speak encouragement. We can challenge one another. It is that idea of iron sharpens iron. Um, our edification can come you know, through these gifts, which are Exercised in that communion in the body of Christ. And when we physically gather and express our talents and our gifts and our passions, it is the animated uh, body of Christ at work in us and each other and in the places that we reside. Another thought that that came to mind as I was kind of reflecting on the church is is simply this. It's just that verse in Matthew 18, 20, where Jesus says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Um, As our journey uh, begins and continues all through life as Christ followers. It is to, to one of the aspects of that is to seek Christ's presence in all that we do. And when we are gathered together, we embody physically and spiritually the body of Christ. And and mystically, you know, Christ's presence is made manifest in our material spaces. And so when we choose into these spaces together as Christ followers, we are actually choosing to be in the same spaces as, as our Christ. I think one thing that we I think no, but maybe for, actually forget to live in is that we have a triune God who longs to be with us and has been with us and is with us and will be with us. And we are not at arm's length away from God at all. We actually have a true treasure in the church that through its gathering, we can be united with that same triune God that wants to connect with us. And that happens, I've found in a very uh, really special and also really personal way. Um, that you can't really find elsewhere. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to find that sort of depth in other parts of, of the world. So yet amidst these two reflections, I was also, something was brought to mind, and I want to also acknowledge this reality about community in general, but also the church, um, that it is very uncomfortable. Um, but it actually shouldn't be the scary thing that we often let it become. It shouldn't be the thing that scares us away. With, you know, with toxic or abusive and destructive environments aside, that is its own topic within the church, and I'm sure, I'm sure John will be happy to cover that another day. Um, all communities, actually, when you think about them, all communities are unsafe places by their very nature, because when we gather, we bring our best, and we also bring our worst with us, and the boundaries of our dysfunctions begin to blend into one another. And so where one limb of the body of Christ is grieved or wounded, it it does reverberate through the whole body. And just by the very vulnerable nature of how we gather and confess and pray and worship and and share in life, we begin to intentionally journey into those unsafe places. And um, I don't want to be misinterpreted. Um, I actually think that we do need safe places in our culture and in our own lives, and there's absolutely so much wounding and hurt, especially in our culture now, that I, I'm a big proponent of safe spaces where people can abide and be and be free of anxiety. Um, but what I will say is that I'm not totally sure how I feel or really even very convinced with our culture's um, obsession with making everything into a safe space, because the world, by its very nature, is actually also unsafe. Mm. And with community, uh, you cannot form a community of any type, whether it is secular or religious um or any flavor really without having unsafe elements to it because just on a basic day-to-day level you know our egos get bruised our fears get triggered we we do those same things to other people around us you know whether it's intentional or not those things will arise but here is where i would reframe this concept for us in the church it is actually with that very understanding that we can authentically and boldly press into life together in Christ, if we submit ourselves to the leadership of Christ and all that goes with that, we also bring those dangerous, unsafe parts of ourselves into the care and the supreme wisdom of Christ. When we enter into that committed community, we are committing to uh, share the safe and the unsafe spaces under the power of the Messiah. And at all times, the church or a church really should be living out the wisdom and the peace and the compassion and the truth, the patience, the kindness, and all the other spiritual fruits. And when that is done well, those unsafe places actually become areas for God's power to to manifest and to redeem in the midst of our weakness. But this is the thing that I think is, is the real hurdle for some people, is that even in doing that, that just feels uncomfortable and, and it is scary. It's a scary and uncomfortable thing. Um, I I remember uh, some years back I was uh, helping lead worship for a small home church that had started here in the Bay Area and a, a really uncomfortable um, situation arose around race. And someone had made a comment offhand, um, I think really without realizing the implications of the comment and it really deeply it really, really deeply wounded someone in our group who was a person of color. And um, that was probably one of the most awkward and painful and sort of unbearable moments that, that I can remember. That, that was a really, really hard moment. Um, processing through that as a really small church was was really hard because everyone was there and experienced sort of the, the interaction and, and the pain that, that came out of that. Um, but what came out of that actually was a really beautiful deepening of relationship for those two people and through, again, the exercising of, of grace and compassion and wisdom and, and real humility amongst kind of everybody, um, there was a real deep reconciliation and a real healing that came uh, from that for, for both individuals involved. And uh, I believe that God really made his grace and power manifest in that specific situation for both those people in ways that only... Um, His power and grace can, and without that having happened, I think, in the context of that intentional community in Christ, um, I don't think that it would have gone the way that it did. And it was, you know, that process was not devoid of gut-wrenching work that, again, required that commitment and humility and a myriad of other necessary virtues. But really, in retrospect, I think that we were actually wiser and stronger because of that hard process of, of being together. Um, it, it, I, I'll speak for myself that I think it did um, a lot for me and helped me grow quite a bit, just even to be present and to see that and to experience it. And, and not every thing that happens will be like that or will be as serious as that. Um, you know, Maybe someone from within our community rubs us the wrong way, maybe. Um, you really hate the songs that I'm picking on Sunday mornings, or maybe you feel hurt by something uh, that was said or, or that was done to you. Uh, it can be pedestrian in scope, and, and I think that often it can be and will be. But however, again, when we trust Christ to be at the center of why we gather in the first place, we do a great deal to just inherently invite Christ into those hard places and to be present in them with us. And when you couple that with trusted relationships and trusted brothers and sisters trusted leadership or mentors it, it, it becomes a hard but a really beautiful and ultimately redemptive process that is powered by by god's love as um i'm sure we've all heard and i know i've heard often in my life you know sometimes the best things are often also really the hardest things but the but the return on that is far surpasses uh, a momentary struggle or attention that arises so kind of with those reflections about community, why we gather, um, and again, this is a large topic. I'm sure there have been much more uh, articulate books written on this uh, subject. Um, but for now, I think really what I'd like to share my word for each of us today is really simply this, is to press it. Um you know, the physical manifestation of the church as, as an institution or a building or a group of people will not will not fix or solve all our problems. Uh, only God can do that. Uh, but the church is the manner in which Christ has called us together and to engage in the physical realm with one another. And God absolutely uses the church and our fellowship to do great works in us and uses that as a tool. Uh, we are shaped together and as individuals when we choose to show up to the same place at the same time every Sunday or every Wednesday or whenever we have uh, something on our, on our schedule um, that is a commitment we're pressing in to life together and pressing in looks different for, for each of us um, but where God has begun to make a little more room for you to press in with your respective journey in the church um, I urge you to do it for, for the reasons that are already mentioned but also for the richness that, that comes with that and you know, at the very end of all that, I'll just say, I'm also right here with you to walk alongside you too. I know that as, as Vicky and John and um, Deacon Cindy are as well. Um, we're all there for each other. We have relationships and we can walk alongside each other and you know you're not alone. And I think that very truth, that simple truth, even of it in of itself, is one of God's manifestations of of his love and his grace. So if if I've said anything that you know tugs on your heart even a little bit, um, or you're feeling encouraged in, in a way, or have questions, you know. I just encourage you to reach out to, to Father John um, or to Cindy when she's when she's back from vacation. Don't reach out to her now, um, but just to reach out to process and to pray where God is leading you. You know, we are we are here for you, and we we love you very much. Um, and I'll also be remiss, and alternately, I, I want to just mention that if I didn't, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. That um, you know, if the church or um, or places of community have been a place of deep hurt or, or wounding for you in any way, whether you've lost trust or you find yourself more guarded about certain things, um, I want to say that we are here for you as well. Um, this is a safe space to feel heard and to be heard and to receive prayer and support. And please feel free to reach out to John or Cindy for that too. Um, we do really long for Holy Trinity to be a place of healing for, for all of us in, in whichever way God is, is manifesting. Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.